Across the country, people have been engaging in intense debates about the 11-year-old student in Florida who was arrested for not saluting, the, standing up during the national anthem. Now, of course, there are lots of debates going on about what actually led to the arrest. People are saying he wasn't actually arrested for not saluting the flag. He was arrested for refusing to leave the room and disobeying orders of the resource officer. And really, at the end of the day, all of that is, is really irrelevant. The challenge that we have today, particularly for those who are in the education field, is we have to see how educators are weaponizing their position, whether they are regular assigned teachers or whether they are substitute teachers. We saw other similar cases like this in terms of substitute teachers challenging students. For example, the, the, the teacher in another state who told children that they would be going to jail because they're dressed like gangsters and they're not Christians if they don't really support Trump, and the list goes on. But what we see here with this situation is it's the latest example of what people call the preschool to prison pipeline or what has also been called the cradle to prison pipeline, where we see that situations that are happening in our schools are preparing our students for a life of incarceration, particularly our African-American students and particularly our African-American male students. So study, many studies have shown that in many of our schools, there's a correlation between special education and, 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 and mass incarceration, or at least involving with the judicial system. Studies have also shown that some of the conditions in which we put our students in in school are actually doing nothing but preparing them for doing a prison bid, where they're sitting around all day, not really being challenged intellectually, and being punished for basically trying to engage themselves in classrooms. It was Jay-Z who said, I felt so inspired by what my teacher said, said I'd either be dead or be a reefer head. I don't know if that's how you're supposed to talk to kids when all I tried to do was speak in class. Jay-Z, who as a sixth grader was scoring as a senior in high school on citywide exams, but drops out to sell drugs because the school system failed him. So what we see in this situation, and look how this mirrors with law enforcement. Let's take the example of, of Laquan McDonald, 17-year-old male who was, who was slain in Chicago by the Chicago Police Department. We see situations where police or sometimes teachers put themselves in positions that are confrontational with African-Americans, and then that African-American gets penalized. So with Laquan McDonald, you had officers who are calling for a taser to be brought in to help subdue him. And then you had a situation where the officer who killed him got in, pulled up with his car, opened the car door, got behind his car door, and then fired. Talking about the whole conversation about the, you know, the normal life being in danger and the like when a taser was also called and could have been used to subdue him. But that officer put himself in the way and, and then said that there was a threat. And now Laquan McDonald shot 16 to 17 times, including being on the ground, loses his life. So how does that correlate with what's happening in schools, particularly with zero tolerance policies? So we have this student who says he refuses to salute the flag because he calls it racist. The teacher tells him, well, if you don't like it here, you can go back to Africa and, you know, and, and they go back and forth about that. Then she says he needs to leave the room. But if it's not illegal to not stand for the, the Pledge of Allegiance, then at the end of the day, he should have never been asked to leave the room in the first place. And, and apologies if I mixed up Pledge of Allegiance and National Anthem and, you know, we, we get what we're saying here. And he should not have been asked to leave the classroom. So from that point on, the teacher weaponized her authority because had she known the rule, claiming she didn't know the rules, that student should have been left alone. But then we get resource officers called in. So you're already putting yourself in a situation where the student's going to get more tense and was talking about I'm not leaving. And people said all of these other things were made. But then that student is taken out of the school and arrested.
And so now we have an 11-year-old, and if nothing else happens in terms of record being expunged, now this young boy has a criminal justice record, a, 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 a criminal record, I should say, whereas the teacher who instigated this gets no penalty other than not being able to teach in that school. Some argued after the, the teacher should have been arrested for trying to force a student to do something that he legally didn't have to do. But this teacher gets to go on with, with her life while this student now has a record at the age of 11 for defending his rights, for standing up for himself. This is a problem. And we see this in many situations. And even if you look in some of your schools, you will see sometimes that some of the language that is used to most describe African-Americans who don't do what they're told is they're being insubordinate. They don't follow the rules. They are not, not listening, easily distractible. These types of behaviors, these types of uh, terminology, it corresponds with language that is also used in our criminal justice system. So whether you feel this boy should have stood for the Pledge of Allegiance or not, is really irrelevant. What you should be frustrated with is that through this incident, through the arrogance of this teacher and through her ignorance of uh, uh, not knowing the, the rules, She's added another child to the preschool to prison pipeline. And that should disturb us all. This child should have any type of record expunged. There, we all know that lawsuits in some way, shape, or form are coming, but there are a lot of teachable moments from, from this. And maybe in your schools, you're not having kids arrested, but I have seen students taken out of class and, and disciplined, maybe just you know writing on a desk and they're getting expelled. We've seen people like Glenn Singleton, who wrote Courageous Conversations about race, who talks about over at one point over 5,000 black boys getting expelled every year from preschool. I mean, this is a real issue. I'm under... President Obama's administration, there were lawsuits that were coming out of out of his administration against school districts across the country for the discrimination that was taking place as it relates to disparities in discipline. This is a real thing. We're sacrificing our children. We're, we're making them feel like they don't really belong. And I talked about Jay-Z, and this child is the same age as Jay-Z was and when he was testing as a senior in high school. We're wasting talent. We're wasting talent. And so there are a lot of situations that that in this country are, are losing to our, are, are leading to our children not being valued as, as they should be. And this is just the latest example. So I'm hoping that all schools are looking at this, they're looking at their policies and coming up with ways to focus on keeping our kids in the classroom as opposed to making them get out of the classroom be the first priority. Because that also helps lead to more dropout rates, which also leads to the prison, uh, the, the preschool to prison pipeline. We can and we must do better for the sake of our children. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.